Welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. My name is Tamara Urban, and I will be your host. So I am absolutely cringing recording this, not going to lie. This is going to be by far the most vulnerable share I've ever had. Also probably not ideal that I'm like pretty sensitive today. So I'm like, oh God, why am I doing it today? Well, because it's never the right day. And I do want to include you guys in some of the things that have been happening. I feel like I've been alluding to a couple not so ideal things happening in my life. And I kind of want to let you in on the scoop. And the reason that I'm doing this, and this isn't a, oh my God, pity me, like just trying to get attention. No, not at all. This is me showing you that the healing journey isn't linear. It isn't clear. It isn't organized and it doesn't matter where you are on your healing journey like it's fucking messy and it's uncomfortable and it doesn't make sense and then you get a plot twist and you feel like you get body checked by the universe with something that you weren't expecting and then you kind of got to just get through it so I want to share with you some of these massive things that happened to me in August and like August is my month. So I am like straight pissed at the universe because I'm like, hello, I'm a Leo. August is my abundant, super carefree, fun and exciting. Everything's perfect month. And I'm just like, yo, (laughs) you screwed me here. Like it was one bullshit thing after another. And it was just like, just one of these would really shake a person. But then for me, it was just like back to back to back to back. And it sucked. So let me share with you what's been happening. And let me share with you what I've learned. And again, that's what I think is most important. Again, this is not a pity me, life is hard. No, actually, life is really beautiful. And even though August was emotionally very challenging, I'm so fucking grateful for it. Because it was things that I needed to heal And I mean, I'm the type of person who's like, rip off the bandaid, let's fucking go. I'd rather do it concentrated in a short amount of time than drag it out. And then I'm carrying this energetic block or this limiting belief for longer, which is keeping me stuck and not living my best life. I mean, the only way through it is through it. So again, not ideal that all of these lessons came right at the same time. No, not ideal. Did I make it? Yeah, obviously. And that's also your reminder that you will always be okay. Always. Because you have actually survived every single thing you have ever been through in your life. And that is a fact because otherwise you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be listening. So know that even though your mind is going to freak out, 
your nervous system is going to be triggered and you're going to revert back to a younger version of you where you feel unsafe and like you can't handle it. You fucking can, period. Because you have every single time in the past. So just a reminder that you got this. Now, I don't think I'm going to trigger anyone, so I can't really give a trigger warning, but I'm going to give you maybe like a shock warning because there's going to be a couple of things I drop here that you guys didn't know was happening at all. And they're big things. And I don't know how to like preemptively been like warning maybe, but just know that this is a very vulnerable, very sensitive episode and I might get emotional and I'm kind of hating that because I don't really love being emotional in front of too many people, but Hey, let's lean into it and let's see what happens. I would probably recommend grabbing some snacks. This will maybe be a longer episode. And again, I am going to drop some bigger bombs and let's just dive in bomb number one. So a year and it's more, more than a year and a half ago, it was maybe in like January, 2022. So that was like well over a year and a half ago. My ex-boyfriend found a lump in my breast and initially I kind of froze because, you know, if you're a nurse or any other healthcare provider, there's two responses. If you find something medically wrong with you, you either shut down, pretend you didn't see it. It didn't fucking happen. Get over it. You're not dying. Or you spiral into, I probably have cancer and I'm going to die in a week. And that's like so common. And none of those responses are helpful. You kind of need to be in the middle, but I absolutely do that. Well, my response was shut down, do nothing. I was like, nope, nope, absolutely not. No, I don't know. No, I'm fine. That's ridiculous. I don't have breast cancer in my family. So I mean, that doesn't make sense. Although that's not how breast cancer works, but in my head, that's how I justify it. So he did get pretty worried and urged me to tell my doctor. So after a few weeks, I set up an appointment. I saw my doctor and then she kind of brushed it off. And she was like, it's probably because of where you are in your cycle. And I'm like, okay, okay, I guess I can take that. And I kind of just forgot about it because I didn't want to deal with it straight up. There's certain things I don't like dealing with and medical stuff. I am a really anxious patient because I know too much. And I swear to God, I must have some sort of a medical trauma from a past life because the moment I'm a patient, like I crumble, which is literally hilarious. Well, no, not for me, but you know what I mean? So I kind of let it go. And then again, it's like, obviously the lump wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, well, it does not have to do with my cycle because if it did, it would be changing throughout my cycle, which it did not. It was consistent. Then I went to her again and she was just like, yeah, you know, it's normal. You're in your thirties. Like sometimes things just happen. And I was like, okay, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Again, kind of forgot about it. And I will preface that my GP is phenomenal and she is an angel and I absolutely love her. And she absolutely listens to my concerns. I have like no resentment at all towards her. Like, I don't think she did anything wrong and I'm not judging her level of care or like how she handled this. So then again, time's going by. I have totally forgotten about it. And again, I don't do regular breast massages or checks. I don't. I mean, should I? I feel like we should. Yes. Have I? No, I haven't. Because there's just like, well, you know, you got to do your meditation and your breath work and your Reiki and your tapping and your journaling and your intention setting and your gratitude and take out the dog and go outside and be in nature and then stretch. And it's just like, 
no, I just don't do it. And I'm like, I barely floss. And I know it's awful, but I just like, there's just so many things you should be doing. And like, actually you should, but sometimes you forget because like we're human. So again, I ignored it. And then now let's go to June, 2023. And I realized that like, oh, this has gotten significantly larger and it actually like is kind of hurting. Like, I don't know, just like something feels really off. And again, I kind of like froze being like, I don't want to deal with this at all. Actually, I'm literally in the middle of this beautiful love bubble because I've been with my partner for a couple months. We're enjoying the county. We're like madly in love. Everything is beautiful. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. I do not want to deal with this. So again, kind of ignored it. I just hit this max where I was just like, okay, something's actually fucking wrong. Like I need to deal with this. So then I share with him and he, of course, gets very, very emotional. He's a very sensitive soul. And he was just like, you have to deal with this like right now. And it's like, how the fuck did you not? Like, wait a minute. Like, sorry, what just happened? Like, you're a medical professional. What? And he was just like, make an appointment right now. Demand imaging right now you have no choice. Like we are dealing with this now, like you have to. And I was like, yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. So then I call my doctor and she was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Here's a requisition for an ultrasound. So then this is where I'm like, oh my God, our healthcare system, like it is really fucking shit. It makes me so sad for people who cannot advocate for themselves, who don't know better, who won't stand up to demand certain services, who have the privilege of having a car, who have the privilege of taking days off from work and have the privilege of moving things around in their schedule to meet their medical needs. Like that makes me so emotional. Like it really upsets me. So essentially I have this requisition and I'm like calling every single place from the county up to Oshawa And everything is booked for the next three months. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I can't even get imaging done in like the next three months. This is like going to break me apart. Like I am absolutely anxious. And now I'm very anxious because now it's like, okay, things are changing. This feels different. This feels concerning. So again, because I am lucky, I blocked off a day in my schedule And I found a day that I could go. I ended up going to Pickering, which is like a two hour drive from the county. Again, I have access to a car. I'm very lucky. And I went to get the imaging done. So then I'm like, okay, perfect. Got my imaging done. And then I'm like signing on. There's this like my chart, this thing that we have in Canada where you can like check the results. But because I went to a third party facility, I can't access their staff. And I mean, like you can't access it. And it's just like, oh, fuck. I'm used to having access to stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, well, now I did my imaging, like my results. So then I call the doctor's office. And again, this is now we're in like early August. This is like where things are getting like super stressful for me. So we're in early August. I've done my imaging and now I call the doctor's office to get my results because can you just fucking tell me, do I have cancer? Like, do I need treatment? Essentially is where my head is at. And like, Now I'm a little bit more grounded. I'm settled. I have my partner. I know he's going to help me. And 
I'm just like, we need to fucking deal with this. What are the next steps? Like I'm done being emotional and avoidant about it. I'm in like, it's go time. Like get this out of me. Okay. How about I can't get a fucking appointment for six weeks with my doctor to get results? Like, I'm just like, you've got to be fucking kidding. Like, it's just like, and then now you wait. And then now you wait. And it's like, there's only so much of everything's okay. Everything's fine. Like everything's working out. There's that. But then there's also the like, okay, if I have cancer, (laughs) I need to know. Because I used to do something about that. And then also given the wait times, because this is like something that I actually deal with when I'm nursing, like I work in day surgery, like the wait times are really long. So for me to have like a wait time of like a year to year and a half to do the biopsy, fuck, I'm getting emotional. This sucks. (laughs) Guys, I've never been this vulnerable ever. I hope you're (laughs) enjoying. So anyway, so it's just like, well, that really sucks because I want babies. I'm 37 and I kind of need to know. And I don't want to just be waiting slash like, will this affect me being able to breastfeed? Like, can I get pregnant now? Like, should I not? Like what kind of like next steps will this be? Like what kind of treatment will I need? Again, it's like, do I have fucking cancer? <laughs> like I kind of need to know. Ooh. So anyways, wow, this is a really <laughs> comfortable share. So anyways, so then I'm waiting. Not ideal. Finally get to see the doctor. Also, side note, the thing that I forgot to mention, when I got my ultrasound done, one, I'm literally a trained professional to watch people's change in body language. And the tech was like horrified in terms of what you could see. And then I like, obviously the tech can't tell you anything, but I'm like, yo, I can see your face. Could you be more neutral? Slash, even though she was pretty neutral, like I pick up changes in energy and I pick up subtle changes in body language. Hence, like I'm fucking spiraling. Like I'm literally like, I have cancer. Shit, this sucks. Like I know I don't want to deal with this. I don't have time for cancer. Like no, 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 no. So not cool. And then of course, are we surprised? I'm coming back from my ultrasound appointment and I get into a fucking car accident. So I'm just like, oh, come on. (laughs) Obviously I wasn't injured. I mean, my ego was, and it was definitely my fault. It was just like a weird thing. Like it was just like someone was parked in the wrong place. They were like blocking two parts of the like street. I couldn't get by, but I was like, I have somewhere I have to fucking go and I can't just wait. I saw another car go by and then I'm trying to squeeze by. And then what do I do? I fucking scrape another car, which side note was a public bus. Cool. Cool. Again, no injuries. Was it a few grand of like damages? Yes. Is my insurance going to go up? Yes. Mm, Cool. So anyways, so then now I finally get an appointment with my doctor and my doctor's like, so you have three lumps, two in one breast and one in the other. And I'm just like, wait, what? So now we're actually dealing with multiples. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. And she's like, okay, we're going to have to see a specialist because like what they're suggesting is to do a surgical biopsy, probably remove the lumps and then get a mammogram. And I'm like, okay, okay. All right. Okay. So what sucks is my doctor's part of the hospital I work at. And then she's just like, yeah, let's do that. And I was like, no, that's literally my fucking floor. And like, no, thanks. I'm good. And I know I share things really openly and like a lot of things I have online. 
I don't really want to be taken care of by my coworkers. And I'm not going to get into this. There's a few people I really dislike, deeply, deeply dislike. And I'm like, I don't really want to see your face when I open my eyes. I'm not going to lie. And I also don't want to be in this completely vulnerable state. And then you're who's taking care of me. Like, I'm good. Also, I don't really need you to read through my like medical records. I'm good. And listen, most people I work with are fantastic humans, fantastic nurses, but there's a few people where I'm like, I wouldn't even want you to touch my plants. Okay, thanks. Blessings, (laughs) but hard no. So then it's like, okay, I got to go to a different hospital. All right, okay, that's fine. So then now I'm like, fuck, how long am I going to have to wait to get this appointment with a specialist? At this point, I've tried it out, trust me. I have definitely surrendered in terms of, listen, this is happening. We don't know what this is. It doesn't look like it should be cancer. It's not presenting like that, but it's still an issue. Not to mention, and again, this is like, fuck my life. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm a small-breasted woman, and one of the lumps is fucking five centimeters. I'm pretty sure my boob is like six centimeters. So then I'm like, so what the fuck's going to happen to my boob? And again, aesthetics is literally the last thing on my mind. But then I'm like, given the location, I'm just like, how the fuck are you going to remove that much tissue without it affecting me being able to breastfeed? Like, I don't understand. And I'm just like, also, like, if I'm planning to start a family fairly soon, side note, I'm 37. Like, I kind of don't have a choice. It's like now or never then can I do that? Is this on hold? How long am I going to have to be on hold? It's just like, this fucking sucks. This really sucks. So not cool. (laughs) Don't like, and I'm kind of like universe, like I'm fucking calling in a favor. Like, please let this go smoothly and please give me healthcare providers that know what they're doing. have massive trust issues. And it's just like, that's, being very vulnerable to be like, okay, you're cutting me open. Like, I hope you know what you're doing. Please let it be someone good. So actually I was very fucking blessed. And I have no idea how this ended up like working out. And again, you need to trust and believe in miracles because they do happen. I ended up getting a phone call with an appointment like less than a week later. And it happened to be on a day that I was supposed to go to Toronto anyways. I had other plans, which obviously everything got just canceled. So I could go do this, but then I'm like, okay, okay, perfect. Perfect. It's coming together. And then it's like, this is the name of the doctor. This is where you're going. Got it. Not a problem. First thing I do is fucking Google them, obviously. And then I'm like, oh my God, you specialize in oncology. Okay. Fuck. (laughs) Like I have cancer. Okay. (laughs) This sucks. And then I'm just like sitting with the like, do I, but I'm like, I don't. I don't like, I refuse to accept that, but I'm grateful that I got someone that specializes in this in case I do, but it's still like, Oh, I have no oncology appointment. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. That's scary. It's funny. Cause like literally the first thing that comes to my mind is like my business, <laughs> my clients. And it's not like, shit, will I be able to make money? But it's like, I fucking love my clients. And I want to be able to show up for them and I don't want to pause anything because they're going through things and it's like, we're working together and it's like, I want to make sure I'm not like showing up 
unwell. And it's like, what is this going to look like? So spiraling, obviously. And then it's like my dog, (laughs) my partner loves my dog and she loves him, but his job involves a lot of travel. So he's not here. Oh God, it sucked. So that was that. (laughs) That was like bomb number one. And where am I in that? Just so I don't leave you guys on like a fucking huge cliffhanger. It doesn't appear to be cancer. We don't know. I ended up getting like a needle biopsy that day, which was like, oh, you're doing this right now with absolutely no sedation and you're just literally shoving a needle into my breast to take out some tissue. Okay, wow. All right, well, I'm glad I didn't know because I couldn't be anxious about it. So let's do this. So again, it's not presenting like cancer. And I actually just refuse to even entertain that because I know it is. No, it isn't. I'm not accepting that. There's a hard no on that. I'm not subscribing to that belief and whatever it is, it'll be fine. So that's interesting. That was a fun little situation. So then in the middle of all this, I also ended up getting like a week of vertigo. I've never had vertigo before. And it was just like, sorry, why the fuck do I have vertigo? What just happened? And it was like to the point where I was like, I couldn't bend over to put on shoes. Like I couldn't put the leash on my dog. I couldn't walk in a straight line. Like I would literally just be spitting and like slamming into like the wall. And again, unfortunately, timing wise, and I'll I'll explain this, but like my partner was away for work and my family was away in Europe. Yes, I have some amazing support systems out here, but it's like everyone has their own stuff going on. So it's like, I don't want to like, I hate asking for her help, one, but I also don't want to like lean on people being like, hey, I know you have a lot of things going on in your life and here's my shit. So unfortunately, which I mean, like it needed to happen. I did have to lean out, like sorry, reach out and lean on people because I was like, I'm fucking struggling. Like I am falling apart. And then of course, like when I like kind of disclosed all the things that were happening, I told some of my friends and they're just like, are you fucked? Why didn't you tell us like months ago? Like, what is this? And I'm just like, yeah, but like, I'm going to tell you I have a lump in my breast and that I'm waiting for fucking months to get some imaging done. Like, why put that worry on you? Like, I'll tell you when I have a, an idea of actually what's going on. I mean, the vertigo thing was fucking scary because I'm just like, I really can't drive. And it's just like, so what? I call 911 because I have vertigo? No. So what am I going to do? But it was just, oh, it's awful. So anyways, we're going to be exploring why the vertigo happened because we have no idea. And if you're at all into like the medical world, it's like vertigo can be anything. So it's just like, okay, cool. No idea. So anyways, whatever. It is what it is. It hasn't come back. I'm hoping it doesn't. So my partner, and I'm going to have like a proper like podcast on how we met, how I manifested him, how incredible he is because he is. And all those details, the thing that I am going to share it because it was like August was rough on this was kind of what he does for a living. So he is in the military. He's in the air force, i.e. his job is to get on planes and leave. Cool. What the fuck was I thinking? I have like severe attachment issues and like abandonment and neglect in my childhood And I literally started dating someone in the Air Force whose job is to leave. Okay, what? Like, really? Did I just do that? I did do that. 
So he obviously has told me what he does for a living. And there was like no surprise. He's kind of in this middle of this promotion where things are really busy for him. He has to leave a lot. He's doing all these trainings. So it's like, we've been separated quite a bit actually. And that's so triggering. <laughs> like it fucking sucks. Like it really, really, really sucks. And it's really made me lean into that part of my childhood and that part of my healing and that like absolute awful sensation of like, you're my safe person and you left. So now I'm alone, which again, like he's doing this for a living. Like this is his career, the career that he loves and is passionate about. And it's not like he's going on like boys trips to get drunk. Okay. Like, no, also He's the most incredible communicator ever. I get good mornings and good nights, regardless what time zone he's in, regardless if he's fighting like a forest fire, regardless if he hasn't eaten because there's no food and like you can barely get Wi-Fi. Like I get that consistently. And anytime he can like calls me video calls or like sends me video messages. So it's like, he does everything he can. So like, I cannot ask for more. Other than that, like, I physically just want him with me, obviously. That was really hard to lean into that. And it's like, since we've been together, like our first month, we were long distance. And I'll explain that in the next episode. And then since then, he's been away from me, like probably five times in a matter of like three and a half months. The thing that made this the hardest, and again, it's like, leaning into the discomfort of feeling alone, but then also like I'm going through some really big fucking things. And unfortunately when I'm spiraling, the thing that works for me and the best is being held by someone that I want to be held by. So that's literally the one thing he can't do. So it's just like, this is very uncomfortable. So here we are like (laughs) trying to work through this, leaning into all this trauma healing, which was side note, I'm taking accountability that this is my healing. This is not his healing. Like it's not his fault that this is what he does for a living and it triggers me. And I'm doing that. It's like, I realized like some of the times that I was really upset about, it wasn't about him. It was because of things that happened to me in my past or past relationships when there wasn't great communication where my needs actually were not met. But then he had this opportunity to fly out on a mission and it was supposed to be seven days. And the whole idea was it's seven days, you go, you leave, life is good. We were supposed to go on a road trip. We had a couple things that were already planned. And there was a couple things that I needed him for. So it was like, I was supposed to be going away alone and he was going to watch Cresta. And it was just like, not ideal timing. So he asked me if he should go and my gut immediately was like, no, you shouldn't. But then I was like, I'm not going to tell you not to go, which side note, we've discussed this. So moving forward, <laughs> if I have a bad feeling I'm sharing and he went. So again, like he had pre-approved time off because we were supposed to go away and we were supposed to actually go see his family. And he got sent to Yellowknife and then he gets there. And then all of a sudden he's like, babe, I'm not allowed to come home. And I'm like, sir, what? And he's like, I have to stay for a couple of weeks. It shouldn't be more than a couple of months, but like, I have to stay. And I was like, sorry, what? It's like, yep. Okay. Got it. And I mean, like, obviously he's upset as well. Cause like, he's not from Ontario. So some of his family, like, he hasn't seen 
for like oh, quite a few months and he had his heart set on going and getting time off and like obviously he wanted to like see me be with me and like he promised to help me with stuff and then it's like you're now gone and I don't know when I'm going to see you again and I'm also literally in the middle of this like breast issue so I'm just like okay okay all right so I've started getting better and every time he's left it's gotten easier because I'm just like listen he does have very consistent communication and he does everything he can and it's like this is okay and it's always like you leave on this day and you come back on this day. But then when it's like, I don't know when I'm back, I'm like, okay, this really sucks. So, okay. All right. Now what? Cool. That made me really, really, really spiral again, because it's just like, there's nothing I would change about him and like everything about us as a couple is amazing. But then I'm like, you're literally in the military and you will be indefinitely and this will be our life. And I'm just like, can I fucking do this? Can I get over my attachment trauma and do this? And it's just like, it's the fucking inconsistency and the like change in plans. Because like, honestly, with the military, it's like gong show. Like, it's just like, this is what we're doing. Just kidding. This is what we're doing. Nope, we're changing it. Now we're going to do this. Okay. So these are the dates. Just kidding. You're not doing that. You're doing this. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like who's running the organization of this? Which side note, I'm not even going to get into, but it's like, wow, our military is a mess. Cool. So I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to do this when we have kids? It's one thing if I'm like uncomfortable and he's gone, but then it's like, now I have kids. How the fuck are we going to do that? And it's like, of course the kids will be obsessed with him because that's their dad. And he's like the sweetest, most fun human ever. And then I'm just like, how am I going to handle that? And how am I going to handle like running an entire household and a business and the kids alone? I don't really want to be a single parent, which side note, I wouldn't be because he's there, but he's not. And that's his job. That's important to him. And like, I want that for him. So then I was like, how do I do this? How do I handle this? And it's just like, I don't want to leave. Like there's nothing wrong with him or our relationship. It's just his career. So it's like, I really have to fucking sit with that. I was just like, am I doing this? Am I not doing this? And like, I was not on my way out just for the record, but I just had to have this like really like hard conversation of just like, can I do this? And it's just like, so what? I'm like madly in love with him and I want to like create a life with him. And then I'm going to be like, oh, but I don't like your job. So I'm going to leave. I'm just like, what? How do you get over that? And it's just like, ha, like, I can't, that's just a really, no, like my brain was just like, I just can't comprehend. So then I'm like, okay, that's not ideal. Okay. And I've sat with that. But then, I mean, like for me, like I had to really check in with my mind and my body and like my mind does not like to give me good answers because it's just spirals and it's so trauma infused. But then my body was just like, no, like you're not leaving, obviously. Like he's your safe person. He's your person. Like he's, no, you're not leaving. So then I just had to like really (laughs) dig in and remember why I'm there. And like, he's not always going to be gone. And when he is here, like things are incredible. And if anything, like we will really appreciate our time together. We will not be the couple who's like, oh my God, I'm so sick of my partner. Cause it's like, come home, please. 
And hey, when you want to build polarity in your fucking relationship, have them leave regularly. Oh yeah, we have no issues with polarity, chemistry, or any of that. That's for damn sure. So we leaned into that. We worked through it. And again, it's like, I am so dysregulated with just having this like medical scare and just like the overwhelm of dealing with all this childhood trauma. And it was really fucking hard. So the next thing, obviously, I had a huge disconnection with my body. It was just a lot of things fell out of routine. I was expecting this, but it's like between the beginning of the year, so January 2023, when I first moved out here to now, and I mean, like I'm recording now, it's like mid-10th and September, I did a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of driving from Toronto, a lot of, to like the county and back. And I mean, like on a good day, that's like three and a half hours, three hours, bad traffic, like you're going to be hitting like four hours. And sometimes I did these drives like there and back on the same day. So that's like a seven, eight hour drive. And just between the like selling the condo and then it's like I had medical appointments and there's some of the medical things that were happening to me at the beginning of the year, which I will discuss because I have opinions, obviously. And I'll discuss that in another episode, but it was just like a lot of back and forth. And I'm the type of person who walks everywhere and I love working out like four or five days a week, heavy workouts. I love at 45. I love that. But then because I was spending so much time driving, that was gone. And it's like for where I live in the country, like there was one grocery store in the town I live in, but it's like tiny. It's always closed. It's wildly overpriced. I have to drive two towns over, which is like a 20 minute drive. But then it's like everything in the county, other than me walking to the lake, everything is like, you need to get in your car. So then now I'm not moving. I'm not really working out because there's no gyms other than two towns over. It's like a tiny community gym, which I don't love, but I'm making peace with. There aren't really any like classes. Like most of the classes out here are pretty expensive. And then because there's so little space, it's like, there's five spots. And I was like, oh, they're booked for the next like eight weeks. Well, I'm like, that doesn't work for me. So I really fell out of my workout routine. And I mean, yes, I can work out from home. I'm not consistent working out at home. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like I love doing that in a group. I'm competitive. I like seeing what other people are doing. I mean, at 45, like, please yell at me. Tell me what to do. Hear the weights, get it done. You're done. Perfect. I like that. And also it's like, I work from home. Like, I don't want to work out at home. That used to be like my reason to leave. So I'm like, okay, all right, okay, (laughs) fine. But then between hosting and exploring and then going out and like, and I have zero regrets because the summer was fucking fantastic. But it was just like, I wasn't cooking because we were always like either going to Toronto or going on a road trip or where people are over and then we're going out to explore and we're checking out the different wineries and we're checking out the different restaurants. And then it's just like, I'm not cooking, I'm not working out and I gained weight. It doesn't matter. Like I'm not fixated on it. I wasn't like, oh my God, what do I look like? Whatever. It's fine. I can work it off. But it was more of a body love, taking care of my body sort of a thing of nurturing my body with physical activity and with wholesome food. And I wasn't eating unwell, but it was just like not eating like I used to. And like, if anything, I wasn't eating enough. And then I was snacking because I just wasn't getting enough protein. So 
definitely felt disconnected with my body. And then like the whole shakeup with my like health, it just like made me feel like I wasn't one with my body. Like it was like, and it was so interesting because I was like so focused on the energetics and the emotional and the like mental part of my body that I forgot about the physical vessel. And like, I needed a little shake up on that. I did. I really did. And I got it. So my last thing, and there's a few other big things that happened, but some of them are not my things to share, or they're maybe too personal for other people. So I'm not going to share it because it's not just my story. It doesn't just involve me, but it was like, there was a lot of lessons. There was a lot of boundaries stepped on some people really letting me down and just realizing there's some people who are not meant to be in my life. It was shitty. So then my last August bomb, I had to fire my therapist. So in all of this, my therapist and I just had to part ways. And I kind of knew this for a while. And again, I will preface with, I think she's an incredible therapist and she's an incredible human. And I appreciate everything that she's done for me, but we outgrew each other. And I knew this was happening, but then I was like, universe, can you fucking give me a break? I'm like, I can't. And it was just like, I'm having some issues with some of my team members or the business. And I was just like, I can't like, you need to give me something like my partner's out of the province. I'm going through a health crisis. Like who is responsible for me? And no one is responsible for me, but I'm like, I need someone that can consistently be there for me slash here's my money. I'm paying you for it. And unfortunately our relationship just had a rupture. And like, we had one previously, we got into an argument and then like, we disagreed on certain things. And then just slowly my system didn't feel safe with her because I just felt like she couldn't handle the fullness of my life. And like, I'm quite a few things happening, but it's like, I just felt like I triggered and I just felt like I could feel her energy not staying grounded and stable. But then that made me not feel safe to share things with her. And it's just like, sometimes I felt like I was getting personal opinions as opposed to neutral statements and her helping me come to a decision. And I was like, I'm fucking done here. Thank you so much. And again, like lots of love. She got me where I got to over the last like year. And we did a lot of trauma healing, but unfortunately we hit our max. And then it just was so frustrating because like, she was like, no, we need to work on our relationship. I'm like, you have to pay money to work on our relationship when my entire life feels like it is falling apart. And I would like to focus on those things. I'm like, no, thanks. That's not going to work for me. But then it's like, fuck, I have to find someone new. And it's just like, that sucks. To find a great therapist is tricky. And then it also takes time to build rapport and trust. And it's like, I don't want to start over again. Like I just found her a year ago and I was hoping that this would be something that's going to be consistent for a while. So that sucked. So then here we are. And if anything, and like, again, I'm good. Sorry for getting emotional at the beginning there, but Hey, fucking humans, human. Okay. Like I'm no different than you. I just have more tools and I've learned how to work with it all but I want you guys to see the messiness because we all go through these messy points and then we feel like we're doing it wrong because everyone else has it right. And they only post pretty things, which is why I make it a huge point to post the not pretty things 
and mention the challenges in my life because it's never going to stop. It's just, you're going to be able to handle them easier and you're going to get through them faster. Like if this happened to me a year ago, like I would have been non-functional and I would have had to cancel my clients. I would have just been shaking, like crying, which side note, most of August was spent fucking crying. Other than when I showed up for my clients and I did what I needed to do, because I can absolutely do that because showing up for someone else is so much easier than showing up for yourself. But then I had no other energy for other stuff. And I was just like, I'm going to lay down. I'm going to nap now. I'm not doing more. I did not create the same amount of content and the same amount of additional stuff. Like I was just like, I'm doing what I need to do because I also love it and it fuels me but there's no extra and no one is getting anything. So it's like, I canceled on so many plans. And I was just like, no, I can't like, no, I just need to like chill and lie here and like lean into my darkness. And again, it's like, you guys will not get to the other side other than going through it. You cannot choose a shortcut or bypass it. And you also can't be like toxic positivity. Like you can't. That's not how it works. And that's not like, hey, I'm grateful. Everything's awesome. No, you need to acknowledge what you're going through fucking sucks. And these are your big feels. There was so much resentment towards not my partner, but the military being like, you fucking took him from me. I need him. And then there was also just resentment for like my childhood being so fucked. Because then it's like, I'd be able to handle this with more ease if I didn't like grow up in so much child abuse. So it's just like so much like, what the fuck? Why did all this have to happen? But then also being like, okay, but it did. So can we get through this? But then the thing that was like extra confusing, but also thank God I had this, August was really abundant and it was really beautiful. And like when I did, like my good days were fantastic and not in a like you're bipolar, but like I had really beautiful moments in August and I also had very, very challenging moments in August and that's okay. And the thing that like doesn't make sense is that August was actually my best financial month ever in my business. And I mean, substantial growth. And it's like, wait, how did that happen? You barely worked. You weren't showing up. Your energy was whack. Like what? How? I surrendered. I took a moment to pause, to lean into my own healing because, you know, I am the business. I am the energetics of the business. And I let myself fucking shatter. I cried so much in August, but those were tears that were meant to be released probably as me as a three-year-old, me as a five-year-old, me as an eight-year-old. Carry on. Those were tears that I didn't get to and I wasn't allowed to shed. And this was like the big feelings I needed to feel that I never got to. And like, I did the work and then I was like, okay, well, I don't have a therapist. All right, what do I have? And then it took a lot for me to lean out to my friends. And I love my friends so much. I literally have the best people in my life ever, but every single one of them brought something different that I needed. So the universe like gave it to me in a different way and better this or something better always. And it's like, I have one friend of mine who's very logical, very medical, like aggressive, tough love, adore this person. But like, sometimes I'm like, you are so rough with me, but I needed to hear that. I needed the shakeup of like, what are your next medical steps? Do them now. If you're not doing them, I'm going to come and get you. 
got it. And then I had another friend who's just like gentle and soft. and was like, can I hold you? Yes, please fucking hold me. And then I had another friend who was just like, what can I do for you? So I can take things off your plate. All came together. And then I like, I asked, I asked for help, like fucking beg for mercy. I was like, okay, you know what? This is supposed to be Leo season. Like this sucks. I was like, universe, like you're gonna have to like throw me a bone here. I am max out. And the universe was like, yeah, babe, you got it. No problem. And then here we are. I survived August, which I was just like, just went to fucking war. <laughs> that. And then I was like, all right, whatever's happening is happening and I will deal with it. And like, again, like this is a fact. When your life feels like it's crumbling and going to shit. And I was like, my life isn't crumbling, but like it kind of is. Like I was not in like a downward spiral of like rock bottom, but I was like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. Those are growing pains. That's you literally shedding the layer that does not serve you because you're about to fucking quantum leap. And I did. Oh, I did. The amount of pain and suffering and discomfort I went through, the opposite 180 of that, the amount of love, gratitude, abundance, that I got to experience, I didn't think that was possible. Not in that amount of time. Whoa. So that wouldn't have happened if all those things didn't come together. And then also like, I could have fucking dealt with this like a year ago, which I didn't, but whatever. It is what it is. I don't think I had capacity and I don't think my nervous system could have handled it. Like I needed the support of all the people I have in my life right now and to not be downtown Toronto because I can't handle as much when I'm down there. So These are some of my downloads in terms of what came through for me. Your body is fucking sacred. And however much you want to lean into the spirituality and the energy and that part, which is important, no part is more important. They're all important. But your body is the physical vessel that holds that. If you don't have health, you have nothing. That is like, Personally, you can't enjoy life if you're fucking uncomfortable. But then also like my physical vessel is what runs my business. I need that. So this was my reminder to like, get back to that. It's like, I'm back at the gym. Yay. It feels so good. I'm silly. I waited. I have a personal trainer because I need someone to tell me what to do because I don't like doing it myself. Awesome. I'm actually cooking from home again. And I also put a little bit of a pause on hosting and having so many people over. So I'm like, I need a moment. Love you. So we're doing that. And then it's like, I've learned to use my support system. And like, again, my like tough love friend was just like, use your fucking support system. What is wrong with you? And I was like, you are correct. I love you. Wow. You're rough, but I needed that. And like, I'm leaning into people. I ask for help. And like, Spoiler alert, your people want to help you because they're your people and they love you. And the same way you want to hold space for them and help them, same Z's. And don't lean into the independent, I don't fucking need you. That's a trauma response and it will get you nowhere. So lean into people. Community and connection is everything and it heals so much. And it just took so much weight off my shoulders of like, I can exhale. And like, when I had to go for my appointment for my breast. Like my partner had to work and he wouldn't get time off. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. It's totally fine. Again, my family's in Europe. Okay, that's fine. I got this. I got this. And one of my best friends was like, I'm canceling the day and we're going together. And I was like, you're going to take a day off from work to go to appointment with me. And she's like, yeah. 
And I was like, okay, yes, please, please, yes. Let that be your truth. Your people want to help you. And if people, like absolutely sometimes people don't have capacity because you're struggling, but like people want to be there for you. But then also you need to meet your own fucking needs. And I definitely put a little more pressure on my partner in terms of, I need you to make sure I don't feel lonely. I need you to help me with this. Not in a forced sort of a way, but it's like, even like, I feel more beautiful and taken care of when he's there. But then I had to take a little like reality check being like, you need to feel beautiful on your own. You need to take care of yourself. He owes you nothing. True. I also owe him nothing, but we do it anyways because we want to. But it's like, you need to have that level of self-love first before someone can truly, truly, truly love you. And I was like, yeah, I knew that, but oh, there's another layer to this. Cool. And it's like, I needed to create more time for myself and also appreciate the time I do get by myself and then not have like the resentment when he was gone, but like be excited that like, I get a little bit of alone time. My friends who have kids or are married are like, fuck, I would die for that. Like I would love peace and quiet. And I was like, that's a privilege. I get to enjoy that. And it's like, if you want things to be different, stop making excuses. I was like, yeah, but like the gym is like 20 minutes away and I have to like drive and then and it's just like, okay. So then get in your fucking car and go to the gym to work out. Oh, but then it's like, my hair is going to be gross. I mean, I've given up all my hair out here. Stupid excuses. And then I'm like, yeah, but I hate cooking. Okay. Well, too fucking bad. You need to nourish your body because one, you're aggressively healing. And two, because you love your body and need to take care of it. This is a privilege that you have a body that's healthy and I want to keep it healthy. So that's on you. And then it's like also taking ownership and responsibility of your desires. You need to be able to meet every single one of your needs alone. And like, I knew that, but then all of a sudden, like he came and I was like, oh, this is nice. And then that was my reality check of like, yeah, but for a living, he travels. So you need to meet every single one of your physical and emotional needs alone because you have, and you know how to do it. And if not lean into that. Well, my love language, one of the biggest ones is physical touch. Well, then guess what? The moment he is gone, I'm booking massages and body work because I need that in terms of keeping me grounded and settled. Side note, I've been single for a really long time. So like I handled it before, like I'm fine. But then also be like, interesting, there's something here to heal. Got it. Doing that. And then knowing that no one's responsible for your happiness, period. It's your job to do that. You need to be the entirety and the wholeness of who you are without someone else. And it's like, I'm not going to become his partner. I am me who happens to be his partner. And same with him. So it's just like, how can I honor that? How can I honor me as an individual? And then also like when he's not here, I can lean into my business more and then I'll work a bit more. Side note, I have a fucking privilege of creating my own schedule and I can like work anytime from anywhere. So I mean, like if I was a nurse and I was stuck at a hospital and I had certain shifts and I couldn't move my shifts, that would be very different, but I get to move things around. So it's like, use that. And it's like, we've learned our communication is fantastic, but there's certain things that we needed to work on. And then we both got triggered by being separated in our own ways. And we're like, cool, got it. Let's work through this. And we're both like, we're doing this as a team. 
And like, that's life. And it's like, both of us are not used to being in such a supported, loving relationship where we're both like, is this this a thing? Is this like, is you're allowed to do this? Is this allowed to feel this good? Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. And then we're like, okay, let's lean into that. I've learned to make boundaries with certain people who do not deserve access to me because they don't deserve my time and attention. It is what it is. Life and time are so fucking precious. So don't waste it on worrying and anger and resentment and judgment and drop into deep gratitude and love. And it's like, who doesn't make you happy? Stop spending time with them. What activities don't serve you? Stop fucking doing it. Period. Done. Like that's on you. Like no one's putting a gun to your head and you can't be like, yeah, but I need to pay my bills. Okay. So while you do the job you dislike, you better figure something out so you can leave or you're just going to stay there until you're 65. No, thank you. I don't subscribe to that. And then ask and you shall receive. Like, I literally was like, yo, universe, you've really served it to me and I am fucking struggling. Like, can you like chill? And then all of a sudden it was just like, holy shit in terms of abundance. And it's like, you're okay. You were meant to go through this because now you have the capacity to hold more. And I was like, perfect. And again, it's like those moments of darkness and spiraling when like nothing makes sense. Let it not make sense. It's not supposed to. You're up leveling. And it's like, when you're feeling all those huge emotions, it's the emotions you didn't get to feel. And it's like, there's no other way than through it and out. And it's like thinking nursing, if you ate something horrible, it's going to suck and it's going to hurt and you're going to have diarrhea and you're going to vomit and then it's going to come out of you and you're going to take a moment to settle and then you're going to be okay. You don't want to keep that within you. Of course. Like what? Why would you? It needs to come out. Well, those are your big emotions as well. And especially if you were raised in the culture of you got to be a good girl, you got to be quiet, you're too emotional, don't do that, make sure everyone else is happy. Well, there's a lot of a lot of emotions and energy you need to still process and feel. So lean into the crying, lean into the shattering, lean into that because it is what's going to literally create the expansion and the stretch in your nervous system for you to hold more, more joy, more love more wealth. That's the only way to it. That's the magic sauce. And again, this is why I share my parts that are like messier. And it's like, sometimes I feel like people are like probably thinking I'm a fucking hot mess, but I'm like, no, it's called humaning. And I'm just letting you know, because sometimes my life looks really fucking perfect. Life is not perfect. My life is fantastic. It's not perfect. And I'm going to share with you all aspects of it. Cause that's real. And I want you to be able to compare it to something that is real and then not feel shitty when you're just like, yeah, my life feels like this. Well, I still go through those things, but like what I went through in August, that should have taken months and that would have shaken me for months. And now it didn't. And that's because I focus on my nervous system. I focus on my mental and physical health. I focus on taking care of those big things that are coming through so I can process them and let them go rather than numb, ignore, avoid, which I clearly also did. So this is a very long podcast. Thank you. You got to the very end. I'm sorry I got wildly emotional there, but hey, in real talk here, confirming I am okay. You do not need to worry about me. I refuse to accept that I have cancer. I do have a giant lump in my pit and we will remove that and then we'll deal with it. And everything's fine everything is okay. Everything always has been okay. Everything always will be okay. And so help me God, this is like a good on top of good. And if I felt all of this, 
from one side of the spectrum, oh my, something real good and juicy is coming on the other side because that's how it is. That I do believe in. So again, thank you for being here. I love you, bye. Sir, <laughs> very different episode. I'm okay, I promise. And I'm giving each of you a hug, regardless what you're going through. And also a big hug for being here and supporting me. Thank you, thank you, thank you.